Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Hi, friends. Welcome to Equipped to Be. I'm so glad that you're here today. I have a special announcement before we begin the episode today. Back in February of 2020, my broadcast went live on Focus on the Family. Now, I didn't know how it was going to go at the time, but as it turns out, fast forward all these months later as the world has changed, and I have found out that the broadcast, Parenting the Heart of Your Teen, was one of their most popular broadcasts. And as such, it has now been included in Focus on the Family Best of 2020 series. I want to make sure that you know about it. My broadcast will re-air on Focus on the Family on YouTube, on their page, on their app, Focus on the Family app. It will re-air on December 23rd at 3 a.m. So while you're wrapping presents or you're cooking meals for Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, tune in. I think you're going to enjoy that episode at Focus on the Family. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Equipped to Be. As promised, I have invited Misty Phillips to come back on the program because we had such a great conversation our first time around where we talked about her family, her corporate life, laying something down, laying her corporate career down to become a mom, a homeschool mom, and teaching and training a special needs child about knowing her season, about writing her book, The Struggle is Real, um, about her seasons of the hidden years. And I know if you have not listened to part one, go back. You're going to love listening to it. You're going to love listening to Misty's story about how God has brought her where she is. She is a speaker, a podcaster. She is involved with Christian women in media. She runs a phenomenal podcast, a Christian podcast conference that uh, I'm gonna have her talk a little bit about. But this episode, I want to talk specifically about there's so many opportunities afforded to us. We're not just like one tool in the toolbox type of people, are we? We are just... We have a lot of gifts and strengths and talents, and and sometimes it gets hard to know exactly what tool we need to use and what tool do we, we just need to have in the toolbox for an occasional use and purpose. How do we say yes, and how do we let go and say no without all the angst and turmoil? So that's why Misty is on the show, and I cannot wait. You're going to love it. Call your friends. Tell them to tune in because this is going to be a good one. You will not want to miss it. So Misty, thanks for coming back on the program. I'm delighted that you could carve time out because you are incredibly busy. I think I'm busy, but I think you have me beat in spades uh, with all the different things God has put before your plate. So thanks for coming back on the program, Misty. Absolutely. Thank you, Connie. It's always a pleasure to spend time with you. So, all right. In the last episode that we recorded together, you had mentioned, Spark, about you having me come to the conference, and that was the last event before the world shut down. Uh, It was beautiful and glorious, but I learned a lot about you from that conference. You were phenomenal at connecting. You, You know, a lot of times people connect because there's an ulterior motive. That ulterior motive may be to help them up the next rung on their ladder. And they use their gifts and strengths 
in in different ways. So I'm not uh, I'm not saying that if you obviously do make connections that that is bad. But I saw you operate in such an authentic, genuine form. I mean, we knew each other online in the digital space, but that was the first time we got to to be together in real life. And you fostered such a community of of women and men that had a heart and a message. And so tell me, you know, you were homeschooling your boys, you were getting to the end, you're saying, God, what's next? What's next? What, what do I need to do next? And you decided to start your podcast. Let's pick up that part of your story. You start this podcast by his grace. And thank you, by the way, for having me on your show. I loved it. You were helping me promote Parenting Beyond the Rules. But tell us about your show and how starting that podcast from scratch with no tutorials and no helps and you just, uh, we have a friend that's mutual that wrote a book called Start Ugly. Uh, You just basically started ugly, as did I. And that's led to a whole nother season and chapter of your life. So that's where I want us to pick up with Misty is graduating the boys. She still wants freedom and flexibility in her life. She can't go back to the corporate 40-hour-a-week, 60-hour-a-week job. She wanted to do something using the gift, strengths, and talents. So how did you assess those gift, strengths, and talents? And then what made you go to, by his grace, uh, starting there with the podcast? So I really was, I just started to assess my life. You know, at that point, I was in my son's senior year of high school, and he'd been homeschooled all the way through. And I wanted to finish that season well. And so I was taking stock in my life. So that was one portion of it. Another portion was when I started writing and speaking, I formed a mastermind group. And I had women in my home. Every month, we sat around my table, and we poured into each other's lives. We shared our speaking and podcasting and writing dreams. And we encouraged one another and just shared tips and resources and all of that. And I loved having those ladies in my home. And it was actually my youngest son that said to me, mom, of all the things you do, that is one of the coolest things that you do because you have a different group of women all the time around the farm table. And God had really just put it on my heart to blow it out and to just invite anybody um, who was a Christian, who was writing or speaking or had a business that wanted to connect with other people. And so I had that and I love to decorate my house. I love to throw a party. Like I'm an experienced person. So any excuse I have to throw a party, I'm all in. And I try to think about all of the things that go into that. Like, how do I want people to feel? And how do I want, I always want them to come into my home and feel welcome. I want them to feel safe. I want it to be a respite from the world. And that's a gifting that the Lord has given me. I went to fashion college. I thought I was going to be a supermodel. Little did I know that God was using all of that design experience that I was gaining, that I would use it at other points in my life. But my love of hospitality and, and a gifting, because you know I'm always one that's like quick to cook a meal for somebody. Being in the kitchen is kind of a natural thing for me. And I'm like, well, how can I take all of these things? And so when I prayed, I started with my season 
And so I wanted to finish well. I wanted to do something with people. I wanted to love on people. I wanted to serve people. But I also wanted to share about podcasting because I had fallen in love with it. And so that's how that journey began. Because once I started my podcast, it was it was just so fun. I mean, I got to meet people uh, that I never would have had the opportunity to meet and connect with like you, you know, we met online, but then to, to be able to go deeper with people and to have conversations. And um, my podcast started to, to, as a companion to the struggle is real. So the struggle of, of, is real was the, the guide to overcoming, but the podcast was really like, how do we walk this out knowing that we're not alone in life? Because we all face struggles of all different kinds, big, small. How do I parent these teens? How how do I, all the things that we do. Yeah. Well, you know how you parent teens. You run. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So I love your podcasters. And, and friends, if you've not checked out uh, – Misty's podcast, By His Grace, you need to go. It's just, you really will end each episode with just uh, feeling armored up. Like you can do this, you can go tackle the world, you can do the next thing. You know, we're always in a season, Misty, if we're either in the valley or we're on our way up to the peak, the mountain peak, and then we get to the mountain peak and we, you know, make a misstep and, or something, life happens, not even a misstep, but something happens and then we find ourselves sliding back down the mountain. And it's just this and always ebb and flow of sometimes the times in our lives are wonderful and amazing and sometimes they're incredibly difficult and challenging. I wrote down something you said. Uh, well, I wrote down two things. I always take notes when we have these conversations. The first thing you said was you take stock of your gifts. It was a time where you knew God was going to be causing you to pivot or change or continue on. Maybe you were going to stay in the homeschool community and be this veteran mom who could help parents maybe with special needs, teach their children. There was a lot of options before you as you were coming to a new chapter, let's say, in your life as a woman or as a mama, as a wife. But you said to take stock of your gifts. And I love that advice. You also said start with your season. Do you think uh, you you and I, I think I don't even need to ask you this question, but um, I think you would probably agree the seasons of life dictate many times our availability and opportunity to do stuff. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. There is no way that I could do any of what I'm doing now. There are some people that can, and they do it very beautifully. They can homeschool their kids and be an author and a blogger and all of the things. I think of people like Ann Voskamp, but there is no way for me personally, I actually looked at people like that and go, how on earth do they even do it? Because my life was so busy and full in that season with my kids that there wasn't room at that point. And so one of the things that I always tell mamas is, you know what, enjoy that season. Don't feel like you have to be in all the places and do all of the things because there is a time and a season for everything. And our kids grow up before we know it. And so I was confident to be able to stay in that season, but I also knew that uh, I started to realize very quickly oh no, what am I going to do when they leave? Because <laughs> they've been my whole life. And I think that's one of the wisest things that I did. I had a friend 
who was a little bit further down the road. She also had three boys. Her boys were older than my boys. And so I saw her go through this thing and we ran into each other and she said, start journaling your feelings. Because like we had talked about on the last episode, it's hard. It's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. But I started journaling and through that and praying, that's when God began to speak things over me. And I began to take stock about what would be next for me. You know, when you talk about journaling, I love, I always talk about journaling. It's so important. And I have a podcast journal. I have my personal journal of things specifically I'm praying for, for my children And then I just have uh, like what God's teaching me journal. I know it sounds strange, but I do have different ones and they're not fancy. They're about as plain and basic as you can get. I slap on a label and I call it good. But I love how, you know, when you talk about enjoying your season, I heard you say something about knowing your limits. You know, as women, Misty, we are told you can do it all. And I would agree, you you know, there's a lot we can do. But in Proverbs 31, when we study that book, a wise woman considers before she decides. I did a podcast on that one because when you have a lot of dreams or goals or you are just driven to do more, right? You just constantly want to do more and more and more. That's the design, the way God hardwired us. There was something so profound that you said uh, in that about knowing your limits. We can beat ourselves up, Misty, by comparing ourselves, by looking at somebody like uh, Amy Barrett, who's recently been appointed to the Supreme Court, mother of seven, and, and you know, she achieved this level of professional accomplishment and this level and this level. And, you know, I was listening to her going, gosh, I've really not done anything if I allowed myself to look at that. But I thought it was profound what you said, and it was worth paying attention to. We have to know our limits and know our season and know our gifts, strengths, and talents. And those were the first three points that Misty, I mean, to tell you the truth, we have no notes. We're just kind of like having a conversation and we want you to be part of this conversation. And those were the points that, you know, just kind of came just out of her mouth and out of how she lives her life. And one thing that, Misty, the listeners don't know is about uh, you wrote your book. We have the same literary agent, and we love our agent. She's amazing. And, you know, when you write a book, if it goes well, people are saying, okay, when's the next book? When's the next book? When's the next book? And you become a machine that's producing, you know, uh, books. And you were feeling that pressure to start and complete another book. What happened in that journey? I was trying to force something that it wasn't the right time for. So at that point, I'd already written 40,000 words. And for anyone who works with a literary agent, it's much better to know to to work with them from the beginning of the project so that they can help mold and guide and shape the project as opposed to coming to them with a completed project and then trying to fit that project into what's going to be appealing to the marketplace. And a part of my personal journey, and so there was uh, a lot of very emotional for me, and I was really trying, you know, to form that in a way. Um, But I just knew that when my husband came to me and said, baby, I don't think this is the right thing for you to do. I've had to listen to him knowing that that God's given me him as that spiritual counsel and that lead and to just really take what he said to heart. He has my best 
interest at heart. It's kind of like with our kids, when we tell them that we don't think that they should do something, I always say, the only reason I'm telling you this is because I love you. I'm your mother. I want what's best for you. It's not because I don't want you to be happy or I don't want you to do something. And so I knew that my husband was coming from a place of love. And so I, I really had to take that to the Lord and, and pray about it. But I wanted to go back on something that you said, because I think that we, as a women in particular, that we can get caught up in the comparison trap. And I think especially now, we didn't have social media in the way that young women have social media today when we were raising our kids. And I, I praise God for that, because social media can be a wonderful place of connection but it can also be a huge place of distraction and it can be a, you know, everyone puts out their most perfect pictures on Instagram and we can look at other people's lives and think, well, why is their life so easy and why did they have it all together? Um, and we can start to compare ourselves and, and that really is a thief of our joy and it's not what the way God's created us. So if we can just be confident in our skills and our abilities and the things that God has put inside each of us, because he has specific work for each of us to do. And so if we can just keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, instead of looking to the left or looking to the right, then we will have just a wonderful life. But when we get caught up in scrolling and, well, why do they have that? Or why can't I be that? Like all of those things just get us so far off of our purpose and what God has called us to do. And just because Susie down the street can make incredible cupcakes and dress all of her kids in matching clothes and get the perfect photo every time, doesn't mean that I will, or it doesn't mean that I even need to attempt that. Because if that's not what God wants for me to do, then I really need to be seeking him and what it is that he has for me. And, you know, you talked a lot about in our first episode, just about waiting on the Lord and and not moving. You, you said something in our last episode. So, folks, if you are just tuning in and you did not catch the first episode that Misty and I did together, go back and listen to that. But I'll refer back to this now where there were seasons of waiting and just not moving, not letting the pressure of other people, uh, in this case, you see what somebody else is doing and you feel like, well, hey, I can do that. So I guess I should do that because I can, because I can, I should. And I think what I've heard you say, Misty, and I know this is how you live your life based on our relationship, is you don't always agree with that. Just because you can, you should. I've heard you many times, even with the book deal, yes, I could write a book. I've proven I can write a book. It was grueling writing a book. And if need be, I can crank out another book. But you said, no, that's not where God has me. Some people would think that was crazy because it's not very often you're asked to write a book. I mean, the ability to have a book published with a, a big publishing house very difficult. But yet you said, no, that's not where God has me. Which when you laid that down, you had to wait for God to say, but I want you to do this. And that this was your podcast, but it was also 
the Spark Conference. And for those of you that are listening, Misty just started the Spark Christian Podcast Conference, and her very first one was in March of 2020. It was literally a week before the world, you know, changed forever. And she didn't have all this experience. She started it just kind of with the skills that she's acquired over the course of her life, you know, just being given to hospitality, uh, being experience driven, being intuitive about the needs and, and what others might want to feel about something or connect with others. You use that and created spark. So when you were saying no to the book, I'm laying this down, and you felt this pressure to do something, or you felt this desire to do something, and you had to wait, what made you finally say, this is it? This is this is where God wants me to go. He wants me to start an in-person and a digital online event. What was that time frame? And then what was the moment you said, this is it? <laughs> it actually, Connie, it, it, I laugh. I chuckled because it happened very quick. So I had the conversation with my husband. I angsted over the conversation. I got in the bathtub and that's where I started to pray because living in a house full of boys, that sometimes is, you know, the quietest place in the house. And it was almost instantly that I, I sensed a podcast conference and I'm like, what a podcast conference. And so I got out of the bath and I got my phone and I started Googling Christian podcast conference, podcast conference, like what podcast conferences are, what Christian podcasts are, there are. And I knew of a lot of writing and speaking conferences that would maybe talk about podcasting, but I had this realization, there is no Christian podcast conference. Why is there not a Christian podcast conference? Like there needs to be a Christian podcast conference. And I just felt in my spirit that the Lord was saying, yes, and this is what I want you to do. And so I got a notebook and I sat down with a notebook and I started writing out all of the things that I would need and, you know, a speakers and venue and just all of the things that I could think of. And then I kept that notebook with me every day. And like I said earlier, I would just wake up in the morning and say, okay, God, now what? And I would talk to one person and they would say, you know, I'd love to be a part, but you know who you really need to talk to is you need to talk to this person. And literally God opened door after door after door and just helped me to walk in it. So I didn't have to have it all figured out. But what I needed, Connie, was I needed to be obedient to his call. And it's like with Spark. The date when I had that notebook, the date that I put down was the date that we had Spark. But the first sponsor I reached out to was Libsyn. And they were really interested in sponsoring me, but they had an event that had been on the calendar for, you know, month, the week before and the week after. And they said, there's no way we can fit this in with our, our, our budgets already been allocated. We would love to be a part of this in the future, but there's just no way that we can. And so I went back and forth you know, with the dates and maybe we should change it. And I just felt very strongly no. And so I had to tell them, thank you. You know, maybe we can work together in the future, but I really feel like this is the date that it's supposed to be. And so I just say that to say, if, if God puts something in your spirit, if he tells you to do something, pray on it, seek him. But if he tells you to do it, then you need to move, especially I think in the days in which we live in, because if I would have 
tried to do things differently or not waited on the Lord or not been obedient to his call, would he have used someone else to start the Christian Podcast Conference? Absolutely, because I believe that he has a mission for Christian podcasters during our time to get the gospel to the ends of the earth through podcasting. And so if I had not been obedient to that call, I would have missed out on the opportunity and the fun of putting Spark together. And the really cool part of that story is I laid my book down at the altar and I said no and I walked away and I did Spark. And as a result of Spark, now I actually am working on a whole nother book. So, you know, sometimes our no's, it doesn't mean no forever. So we have to know that it's no, not now, but that's a part of our Christian walk and our Christian life where Jesus says, deny yourself and pick up your cross and follow me. And that is a daily struggle of your will, Lord, not my will be done. And I don't always get it right. And I have messed this up a lot, but the more I walk with the Lord, the more I know that I want to be in step with what he's doing. I just, yes, right? Yes, 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 to all that you just said. Um, you know, I took some more notes. You talked about enjoying your season. I have to admit, when I had younger children, older moms would say, oh, enjoy the season because they grow up so fast. Well, depending on the day, they couldn't grow up fast enough. Um <laughs> It's like, can they be grown up tomorrow and move out? No, they're only seven, you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, it is sage advice, and it's going to fall into the, the right place of a mom's ear that's listening today or a father. But, uh, you know, enjoy the season, and it does change. And I loved how you talked about journaling your feelings. You know, God does speak to us. You have actually said it a few times, and I don't know if you were even aware of it. I'm sure you are. But often I go to bed at night. And as I'm drifting off to sleep, I will say to the Lord, you know, he speaks to us in our dreams. And I know that's a strange thing, but he talks about this in Job 33, where he seals the instructions of his instructions while men slumber, while people slumber, he seals the instructions of our, our hearts, what he wants us to do. And I will be like, Lord, just seal my instructions for tomorrow as I rest, prepare me, give me the rest that I need to be able to hit the floor the next morning saying, okay, God, let's do this. Uh, so I love that you had kind of put that out there, journaling your feelings and what is God whispering? What are those little whispers that God never tells us to lay something down without telling us what to pick up? Now, for you, it was almost simultaneously. For me, oftentimes I have to say, no, not now, or maybe no, not ever. And then I wait for a while until God does show me. So it may not be that very instant. It may take a little while. And then I, I loved how you wrote, you didn't have to have it all to start. I mean, I didn't know how to homeschool, and you probably didn't either. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I certainly didn't know how to teach phonics because it wasn't taught to me. Whatever we're called to do, God has equipped us to do it. God's equipped us to be strong. God's equipped us to be brave. God's equipped us with the confidence to do that which he's calling you to do in in and out of season. And as he tells you, this season's coming to a close, or this chapter's coming to a close, you're going to be starting a new one, which means you're going to have new stories and new feelings, emotions to process. But you don't have to have it all to start. If God says, start, like you said, go, just move, get going. And sometimes you figure it out as you go along the way. And when Misty, 
when you did that, that actually led to you figuring something out. You didn't have all the tech skills, you, but God provided. You didn't know like how to do the food and beverage orders that had to be done, and you figured that out, and volunteers came alongside you, friends came alongside you that all had different gifts, strengths, and talents. And you showing up every morning and saying, okay, I've got my book, Lord, tell me what you want me to do. And I'll write it in my notebook and I'll chase it down and figure it out. Resulted in you practicing obedience. And that's what I keep hearing the story of your life. God whispers, you keep praying, you talk to wise counsel, you seek wise counsel, you wait when you need to wait, and then you move when he says go. That's a pretty cool testimony, Misty. Well, thank you. It wasn't always that way because when I was not a believer, I was very disobedient. And I think that I know that I've been saved from so much. And because of that is my heart for obedience, um, to have radical obedience because God came in and radically altered my life. I was set on the course of destruction and my life could have turned out completely different. I don't want to say like, I got it all together and I always obey God and I do everything he says. But my heart, you know, David was a man after God's own heart. He was a mess. He was a total mess, but he would come to God in his mess. And he was a worshiper. And so those are the two things that I want to do. I want to, my heart is to obey. And I just want to worship and praise the Lord because he has saved me from so much. And his grace is just abounds in my life. Mm. And because of years and decades of face planning and getting back up and dusting off and learning, you are now in a in a position and a season of life where you're still reaching forward. God still has plans and purposes for you. You've learned the wisdom in just because you can doesn't mean you should. And that no doesn't always mean no, not ever, but it may mean no, not now. And you've also learned that there's wisdom in the time of you call the hidden years where you you are waiting, you are listening because you want what God wants more than you want what you want. And it doesn't mean you've got it all perfect. And I, you know, I could call you on a bad day and, you know, you would be struggling with something because we are, we're imperfect. We're, we're on a journey, but as you are reaching forward to fulfill the next assignment God gives you, your hand is stretched out to help others that are maybe um, very close to you, or maybe they're just starting out, but your hand is stretched out to help them take the next step in their journey. And that's, that's just what I love about you, the sincerity of heart, Misty, you just, you've got a lot of sage wisdom, Uh, a lot of it's come from trial and error, a lot of it's just come by seeing God as who he is, the God that is good all the time, and in all the time, God is good. And I, I love that about you. And that's why I was so honored that you let me be a part of your conference last year. Uh, actually, it wasn't last year. It was this year. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like 10 years ago. I don't know. Yeah, With you... Corona years, I don't know what we're living in now. <laughs> I don't know. We're living in the twilight zone. But anyway, yeah, it was it was so cool. And, and I have to just uh, tell you, 
from my end, from like a user experience, I had not had my podcast. I, God had been telling me to do it. I'm not as quick as you, I think. I, I think I have to sit on it a little longer. God, are you really sure? Maybe I didn't hear you right. I got to get some Q-tips out so I can hear. And maybe I'm afraid of failing. And so sometimes I won't do something because I have to make sure. I just remember having the experience. And I love when you said you're an experience-oriented person. That experience that I had being part of your very first spark, it was authentic and real and kind of like circling back to what I said before, you use your gift, strengths and talents in the way that God wants you to use them. And that is to equip others and to connect others and to help them gain the confidence to take the next step. That that is the appropriate use of knowing who you are and what God wants you to do. And I just have to say hats off to you on that, Misty. And moms, as you are listening and you've been taking notes, I'm sure you've been, whether you've been taking them on your phone or on a post-it note like I do, I'm sure there's lots for you to chew over. And as as we kind of close out this segment, uh, Misty, I would love for you to share. Now, I didn't tell her, folks. I didn't give her a heads up. So, you know, this is like totally off the cuff. But as you are moving forward, what have you gleaned the most in this year of 2020 that has either grown your faith deeper in the Lord or has convinced you even more to be diligent about what he's called you to do? Yeah, Connie, that is such a great question um, because I think there has been so many lessons in this year. But I think God taught me one right off the bat. And that was Right when we started the pandemic, my husband lost his job. And at that point, we had a choice to make. Are we going to fret and worry that all of the jobs are going away? Houston had a double whammy because we had uh, a huge drop in oil prices and Houston runs on oil. And so the it looked really grim is what I'm trying to say in terms of him getting another job. But instead, Connie, we started praising God because we knew that God was in control and we knew that no matter what happened, that he was with us and that he was faithful. And God provided for us in very unexpected ways. And my husband went right back to work. Um, so that was kind of, that's how we started. And then the next lesson that God taught me was, to walk in faith and not in fear, because he's not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. And even though the world is going crazy all around me, I need to keep my eyes fixed on him and not be afraid because he doesn't want me to be afraid. Um, none of what has happened this year has taken God by surprise. And so because God is omniscient, he knows everything, I can trust in him and his sovereignty. And I've also been surprised by some of the creativity. You know, we serve a God who is such a creative God, and he calls us to co-create with him. And I think that people have had to become more creative and really tap into their creativity in ways they've never had to do before to have fellowship, to stay connected. So I'm so thankful that we live in an age where we have technology to be able to keep us connected. But there's been so many lessons. I could go on and on. God has really done a lot in my heart in this last year. He's really called me to him, to just trust him and to go deeper with him. Mm, I love that. And 
I'm just thinking about all that you said. And, you know, listeners, as, as you are thinking about your season of life, uh, what your gifts and strengths are, and where God's called you right now, I just want to encourage you to be obedient, to be faithful right where you are, knowing that God is preparing you every day and giving you skills and knowledge and wisdom that you're going to need to draw upon when he says, okay, uh, this is what I want you to do next. That God isn't wasting anything with where we are, even in the mundane, uh, the mundane daily, you know, fix breakfast, fix lunch, fix dinner, repeat, do laundry, do laundry, do laundry, repeat, all, all those things that we have to do. And as a homeschool parent, you know, it's argue with his child, argue with his child, break up this argument, settle this fight, um, teach them this principle, teach them these character qualities. We don't realize the value that comes in repetition. And honestly, Misty, as I think about all that you've said, I see God having his hand in all those little areas where he just really engrafted his word in our heart in a deeper way because we had to rely on him when we were in the midst of raising children more than we do right now because it's a different, it's just a different season. So going back to know your season, know your limits, know what God has for you to do. Don't compare yourself with one another. And I know you hear that till, and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face, because there's a danger even of us, Misty, in our season of life of comparing each other. Oh my goodness, well, she's she's running a podcast conference. She's writing these books. She's speaking all over here. No, we need to celebrate other people's victories. We need to come alongside others when they're in a season of grief or loss or disappointment or discouragement, that we have our race and we need to run our race with the best that we can, giving all that we can so that God gets the glory and not us. Would you agree? Absolutely. I actually read that this morning. We have to lay aside every sin and weight that is trying to, you know, stop us from reaching our goal, which is why we've got to keep our eyes on the prize and that prize is Jesus. And I think, Connie, the other thing that the Lord has really shown me in this season in particular is how important it is to share the gospel and how, um, how important it just really is for us to tell people about Jesus, because there are so many people who are struggling and lost and, and they just, they need Jesus. And so it's, it's created 2020 created in me an urgency. Like I think I've never had before in my life to tell people about Jesus and to want to share the word and to encourage people and we can do that in lots of different ways. We could start with the people in our home. We can then move to the people we encounter at the grocery store, just shining our light wherever we go. It doesn't mean we have to beat them over the head with the gospel, but we just need to live a life that is authentic for him so that they see something different in us. And we can all do that. And I think we all have a part to play to, to reach the lost. And I think it's critical now. Misty, that's a great way to conclude our episode. I will have a link to uh, where people can find you, mistyphillips.com. And I just want to end on that because I want people to chew on what you just said there and uh, listen to what God's having them do right now 
and the sense of urgency. So thank you for shining your light here at Equipped to Be. Thank you for taking the time to join us for both podcasts that uh, we're going to be airing here on Equipped to Be. And go check out Misty Phillips over at By His Grace and MistyPhillips.com. And Misty, thanks for being on the program today. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.